Welcome to the Striving Together podcast, a podcast for the Imago Dei Church family to help us follow Jesus together in the grace of His gospel. My name is Shane Shaddix. I have the privilege of serving as the discipleship pastor here at IDC, and I am joined today by two guests. Uh, we have Kimberly Marita and Matt Lee. Uh, Kimberly, Matt, thank you guys for taking the time to join me today. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. <laughs> yeah. Um, so our topic today is the idea of patriotism. Uh, this is something that, uh, depending on kind of how in the news, very online you are, that kind of thing is a matter of great debate for, uh, I, honestly, our, our context, our culture in general, uh, in particular for um, Christians. There's all kinds of discussion about what level of patriotism, what kind of, you know, there's political involvement, nationalism, that kind of thing. And so we're not going to untangle all of those things, but we did think we could have a, a fruitful conversation. <laughs> and if you have any questions, you're just going to email Matt Lee uh, and he'll... No, I'm just kidding. Um, let's just uh, quickly orient, uh, introduce yourselves, specifically maybe in why, uh, I know neither one of you guys would claim to be the experts or anything, but why uh, can you be helpful dialogue partners uh, for this kind of thing? So Matt, what's your experience in thinking through this kind of thing? Yeah, um, so I would say um, roughly about a year and a half ago, I graduated from Southeastern and master's in ethics, theology, and culture. And one of my Final thesis papers was on Christian nationalism and patriotism, so I had to do a lot of um, research in this area, and it was uh, really profound. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and was that one of those things? And you don't have to give us the results or anything, but did you feel like in that process did you did you feel like your your ideas were being developed, or, or did you kind of go in knowing what you wanted to do, and uh, you know just having to do the work was was helpful, or, or did you did you shift and, and uh, adjust as you were going along? I definitely grew a lot okay. in the process and um, it kind of helped me flesh out some ideas that I already had and then it kind of incorporates some new nuances to my understanding of how we relate to the government and politics. That's good. So. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, all right. And Kimberly, uh, what about you? I, I know you're not, uh, again, <laughs> claiming to be an expert or anything like that, but uh, uh yeah. Why do you have thoughts on why this? Why am I here? Yeah, why are you here? <laughs> I'm asking what gives myself you the, right? the same thing, Shane. <laughs> she's, it's true. She's staring me down right now. Uh, <laughs> Actually, I'm, I'm thinking, man, I would love to read your paper that's right. that you wrote because I think that would be very helpful um, in the longer discussion here. But I think I'm here because I come from um, a military family and a fa family of basically a legacy of military. Yeah. Um, every branch there is, I can <laughs> name a family member that has served in it from my dad who retired from the military to my younger sister who is a Iraqi and Afghanistan veteran um, to a World War II yeah. um, grandfather. So I grew up in a, um, a context not only where patriotism, uh, being patriotic was a part of our life and um, culture, but um, my family, yep. by God's grace, are believers. Yep. And so I was a member for, of churches, one church in particular for a long time, um, of believers who served in that capacity. So it was um, more of a cultural um, positive experience yeah. for me. So um, I appreciate for that. I know a lot of people who may be listening may not have a category for yep. what is patriotism and what is how do we engage in that in a healthy way. And, yeah. Um, um, hopefully there'll be something that's said Absolutely. here that will be an encouragement to um, to this topic. No doubt. That, I mean, that that's exactly it, right? It's just that helpful to uh, I've you know I've uh, appreciated and respected how uh, you've you've been like again swimming in those waters, but also at, at no point not being a Christian and and saying mm -hmm. at no point do we get to just kind of 
assume certainly we all constantly have to evaluate and say, all right, what does it look like to be in these spaces and, and navigate whether these churches or families or whatever and do so uh, as Christians. And that's, mm-hmm. so that's really kind of what we want to talk about uh, today. Again, we're not going to answer all the questions, but we do want to kind of provide some level of direction and encouragement to say, what does it look like to think through these things as Christians? Mm-hmm. When we go to our Bibles, how do we, how, what can we learn about what it looks like to relate to our current uh, um you know, civic authorities, uh, and yet still, still be Christians. But let's start mm-hmm. with uh, let's start with definitions. Um, uh, wh- what let's what are we even talking about here? What do we mean by patriotism? Um, and, uh, yeah, what, what, Matt, what do you what do you think? Yeah, how do you? You're our defi- scholar. Yeah, that's right. You've you written a paper, apparently. <laughs> I know. I mean, and there's there's so many books and authors mm-hmm. who have like spoken on this, and they've all come up with different nuances. Yep. And I feel like. Some of those are biased to a certain extent, depending on the where their opinions are. Um, I think I sometimes it's just going with the basic, simple yeah. things. Like I just looked up in Britannica, and um, it says patriotism is the feeling of attachment and commitment to a nation, a country, or a political community. And I feel like that, in a nutshell, kind of kind of summarizes this like this commitment aspect and this um, attachment aspect. And like, there's various spectrums on right. how committed you can yeah. be or how attached you should be. And so um, there's room for nuance in there, but I think that's a good starting point. Yeah, no, that's that's super helpful. Anything, do you have any kind of, is that a, is that good for yeah, a working definition? Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good starting point. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, often maybe connected with this uh, this dialogue or this conversation can be uh, other, other words, like something like nationalism. Let's maybe make some distinction there. What what might be, uh, what is nationalism and what might be the differences between nationalism and, and patriotism? Yeah, well, I would say patriotism is definitely an older definition, an older term. Nationalism okay. has become um, widely used in um, recent years. Hmm. And it's really more so, whereas patriotism deals with attachment and commitment, and nationalism more so deals with um, identification hmm. And uh, the interest of your nation, and especially to the exclusion of others. Okay. And so there's mm-hmm. this, if patriotism says, I live in a great nation, yeah. nationalism would say, I live in the greatest nation. Uh-huh. So there's this comparative aspect okay. to it um, that's kind of underlying it as well. Okay. That's good. That's yeah. good. And there's, I feel like there's a lot of, kind of a lot of dialogue, like, uh, lanes down that road of thinking about nationalism that we could uh, we could go down. I want us to maybe primarily stay in the the, the world of, of patriotism uh, uh, for the most part. Um, but uh, let's just maybe ask this question, Kimberly. Do you think uh, do you think Christians are called to be patriotic? <laughs> Yes, in Psalm 1 1. Just okay. kidding. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. No, uh, no, I, I don't think that there's any scripture that calls believers to patri- be patriotic. Okay. Scripture lays out the gospel for us. Sure. We are called to, to know the Lord and to make him known until the day when we get to be reunited with him. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but yeah, there is scripture that talks about, um, like Romans 13, that we, we are to honor governing authorities. And so, there, in those sorts of texts, you can't not but be, <laughs> you have to be sure, yeah. um, in, in submission to your yeah. authorities. And so I would say patriotism plays into that, the idea of honoring authorities. Um, and another way I like to look at patriotism as believers is the, through the language of the call to love our neighbors yeah. and to care for one another. So if we are, our governing authorities have been put there for a reason to maintain order and and we want to exercise our voice as believers to speak truth to our governing authorities so that um we may live at peace with one another yeah. and uh, have the freedom to proclaim the gospel, which is our primary um, our 
it's our identity and it's our mission yeah. to do. So. Yeah, that's good. I, I, I like attaching it, it to that that command to, to neighbor love because mm-hmm. there is a there is a, a, a danger here that the concepts can rule where it's just like we're just talking about these you know, the, the concept of, in, you know, in our immediate case, the United States of America mm-hmm. or something like that and realize that like, there are people here and we, we do have to care about people, you know, mm-hmm. even if the, the big concepts don't, you know, strike our fancy or whatever, they're, they're real people here and we can't mm-hmm. necessarily get around that. I, I appreciate you connect, connect, connecting mm-hmm. it there. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt, you can answer that if you, uh, if, if you want to as well, but I'd be also interested, like, where can we go in the scriptures that can give us maybe not a direct command or call to be patriotic, but just a, something in that direction, some kind yeah. of encouragement towards uh, affinity, identification with uh, feeling positive feelings towards our country, or at least just something like that, maybe even along the lines of, of what uh, Kimberly's talking about. Any other texts that come to mind to help build out our, our role as Christians here? Yeah, I think there's a couple areas you can go in scriptures, kind of look at how we identify with the nation. And and some of those would be dealing with how you feel towards the nation. But more so, I think the scriptures really define how we are to act and live in a nation in a patriotic manner. So whether or not you have this like love, diehard devotional love for your country, I think you can still be patriotic by doing certain things that the Lord commands. And so I think Mm -hmm. um, one of the primary texts that I would use is probably... Even in um, the Old Testament, looking at uh, Jeremiah, right? And so in Jeremiah 29, um, 4 through 7, they're going into exile. It says, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I've sent into exile um, in Jerusalem and Babylon. He tells them to build houses and live in them, plant gardens. Further on, he tells them to, to take wives and, and give your sons and daughters and then multiply. And then he says, the key word, seek the welfare of the city mm-hmm. where I have sent you into exile. Mm-hmm and pray to the Lord on its behalf. And I think that's fitting because like, that's not even their home nation. And yet everything that he's commanding them to do would be something that I would consider patriotic, right? You're increasing Mm -hmm. that land. You're um, seeking the welfare of that land. You're praying on behalf of those Mm -hmm. in that land. And I think those would all add to the welfare of the nation. Yeah. So good. That's good. good. Yeah. I I, I like that is not necessarily arguing that you've got to, I mean, I mean, what they're in Babylon, right? Mm-hmm. So he's not—he's not saying like become like this Babylonians. hoorah, Babylon's yeah. the best or anything like that. But he is saying again, c- c- mm-hmm. kind of going back to what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. There are people here, and you strive to to do good and to represent uh, the Lord in this context, to, mm-hmm. to serve people and to love people. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, a couple other places that you know we can we can look at uh, would just be as you mentioned, Romans thirteen, uh, Romans thirteen, uh, obeying the laws of the land. We've got several places in the New Testament that talk about honoring uh, those who are in in uh, in governing authorities or or, or whatnot. Um, uh, Kimberly, I'm maybe jumping around here, but like, <laughs> how, how have you seen this? That even that that honoring component mm-hmm. uh, be be done well in Christians? Like, how how do you see Christians doing this in ways that seem to like, man, that seems to capture what the scriptures are mm-hmm. calling us to do, which is, again, not necessarily to say, uh, you know, they're my hero or anything, but to, mm-hmm. to give honor to whom honors right. do. What, what can that look like right. for, for Christians? I, mean, I, you know, what comes to my mind, what I envision in particular is when we were a part of a faith family up in Northern Virginia, which was consisted of so many people and governing roles yeah. from, you know, all the branches of the military to FBI to other law enforcement. And so there was this um, culture of uh, patriotism that you would say, yeah. but sub- secondary to our identity when we talk about dual citizens, yeah. um, that first and foremost, we are, um, you know, they often say, God, family, country. Uh-huh. You know, that's a lot of the, the hoo in the uh-huh, <laughs> military. Uh-huh. But it definitely felt more of like God, family, church, 
you know, country down there. But yeah. there was an understanding that, you know, of a unity and um, for the common good, good. Um, that took place. And so, you know, the way my, my dad was an officer. And so, of course, um, I had such pride and loving yeah. godly father that served the church well and then um, sought to be um, a light in his various military contexts. Um, and as an officer, usually had a lot of um, enlisted soldiers underneath him, which provided opportunity um, to a lot of these enlisted soldiers were young, you yeah. know, between 18, even 24 and gave opportunity to kind of mentor them. And so I saw that. And then I saw lots of other godly men and women in our church, um, you know, when we went through 9-11 and mm. they went through um, who, many of whom were in our church from the Pentagon who yep. lived through that and the coming together after that, just not only grieving um, just that loss, but also, um, I don't know, just coming alongside of one another. But I never saw it in the country first. It yeah, was yeah. always <laughs> like the Lord yeah. and his, we desire the Lord's kingdom. Yeah. Um, but we are serving to seek the welfare of mm -hmm. our country and, and, and ultimately the good of the world yeah. in the best way that they could. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, let's uh, maybe kind of flip it on the other side uh, a little bit is like, how can this go? How can this go right? So you started, you started uh, kind of uh, tipping your hand there. Like, what does this look like for Christians to allow a sense of patriotism to maybe get uh, out of balance or, uh, you know, it might be a, dis a proportionality thing, but it might just be like, no, like that's just, that's just straight uh, unbiblical in a very clear way. What would be some things that you were looking, you would look for uh, to say, this is a probably an unhealthy expression of patriotism for the life of the Christian. Yeah, I would say um, it's mostly just misplaced priorities okay. mm -hmm. for the most part. I think um, when you start overemphasizing your love of country um, to the point of sin or idolatry, for sure, that's a, that's a clear red flag that something has gone, mm -hmm. <laughs> gone awry. Um, I think also when you think about like trying to understand your identity um, more so in your nation than in Christ, mm. that could be problematic too. Um, there's also just this this looking down on other nations mm. that is mm -hmm. a problematic. We see that even in the Old Testament um, in the book of Jonah, right? He's going to yep. preach in Nineveh. He doesn't even want to go there. He's fighting the Lord along mm. the way. And even when the Lord shows them mercy at the very end, he's upset about it, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, how could you do this? And the Lord, he's like, at the end, he's like, yo, there's there's so many people in this great nation. Yeah. You know, why are you more upset about this plant that I destroyed, sure. you know, than these people? And I think um, when our posture towards others is negative. I think that's kind of an indication that perhaps our love for our nation is a little too strong. Just to uh, press on that, uh, negative in, in, in what sense? Because I, I would I can imagine somebody listening to that saying, well, does that mean we like check our brains at the door? Like, does that mean we can't look at another country and say, well, like, I don't actually think that's a good idea. Yeah, uh, yeah. How would you thread that needle? Yeah, for sure. I think when you're um, when you're looking at it, it doesn't mean negative in a sense that you can't see the flaws in mm. other countries, but you also have to see those in your sure, own country yeah. for sure. Mm -hmm. And then I think negative in a sense that you start looking at people, at others as less than mm -hmm. image bearers of Christ. That's good. Yes. And so I saw sometimes we attach like characters to certain nations yep. and stereotypes that mm -hmm. um, uh, that aren't helpful and that mm -hmm. could. Um, really diminish the view of Christ in those mm -hmm. people. Yeah. Just to kind of piggyback on what you said, I, I mean, I think in, in the long run, that's a dehumanization yeah. like mm -hmm. of, of people. And we, I mean, as a church, we're a modern day. Yeah. This is um, an important <laughs> mm -hmm. reality that we want to, um, we want to see all, let all the peoples praise him. But the other thing, you know, you, you had started to say this, but just misplacing our trust and hope 
in a political figure, yeah. yes. you know, that whether or a candidate that's running, maybe more in a line to where you are yeah. and then thinking that they are the savior. Yeah. Yep. That they're going to make everything right. I think that is that's dangerous. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, Psalm, Psalm 20 uh, talks about that on the, on the military front, right? Mm-hmm. Is, uh, some trust in tr- uh, princes and some trust in horses, right? Where we trust in the name of the Lord our God. There's, there's this, uh, there's this, like, where are we locating that sense of hope, that mm-hmm. sense of security, mm-hmm. that sense of rescue? And I, if a Christian begins to imagine that their security, peace, mm-hmm. even the, the kingdom, the health of the kingdom is dependent on anyone. Again, it could be within a country, politics, government, mm-hmm. or, or uh, um, you know, military, whatever, or the country itself, mm-hmm. that, that kind of out of proportion, out of yeah. alignment. That, that that should be a red flag mm. there. Sure. If you find in yourself this kind of instinctive thing of like, man, uh, the kingdom is in trouble mm-hmm. because fill in the blank country or fill, fill in the blank political right. party is the, right. that just a, a yellow red flag in your heart? Like, no, 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 no. There's too much. There's too much connection here mm-hmm. between those those two things. Yes, I, I mean, you're making me think of Psalm 46, like the nations rage and the kingdoms totter, and then verse 10. Be still and know yeah, that yeah. I'm the Lord. I <laughs> and so, um, yeah. Yes, that's good. I think um, uh, you both of you guys brought up this kind of dual citizenship, citizenship mm-hmm. uh, idea, but I think it's really helpful when we realize, like, uh, especially with something like patriotism, like the Bible uses very clear citizenship language mm-hmm. uh, for the Christian life, but it's mm-hmm. always rele- related, not primarily to our earthly citizenship. Mm-hmm. It's it's propelling us to this mm. heavenly citizenship. Um, I think of, of Hebrews 11, where it's just like the defining feature mm. of the great hall of faith is like, they they knew they had another home, yeah. right? They had yeah. a, and, and just like how orienting that was for all of the Christian life was to realize that the, the main thing is there, which doesn't mean it abolishes any kind of earthly affinity for, for you know, a, a country or whatnot and even opinions, mm-hmm. but it does put it in its, in its proper mm-hmm. proper place in a or particular Hebrews 13 way. for here we have no lasting city but we see the city that exactly is to come. exactly and understanding this sojourner aspect too i feel like sometimes we are so tied to our earthly nations mm-hmm. that we rec- we don't recognize that like we are sojourners and we yeah. look mm-hmm. at like the the broad scope of scripture very seldom were they actually in their own native land like right. God's people like yeah. they were always on the move and in the yeah. new testament you see even when like paul is giving instructions on how to obey leaders it's not like these were righteous leaders sure. they were under persecution sure. at the time and so it's um it's it's difficult when we try to seek heaven on earth mm-hmm. um rather than recognizing this this kingdom that's built yeah. and this city that's created um in heaven. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So let me, uh, let me kind of lay, uh, two ideas down that would bring us back into the, uh, that like, no, a Christian can have a sense of, of patriotic affinity for, for their country in a, in a healthy way. Um, uh, one is just, again, kind of using, using your brains and, and saying like, Hey, we can make judgments. We can adjudicate and say, no, that yeah. seems like a good idea. And then, and, and, Imperfectly so, but we can. You can. You can have opinions about again about politics and about countries and all that kind of stuff. Um, put in their proper place, so that we want to hold on to that. And then I just look. At, I, I'm always amused at um, we, you know when Paul's on his missionary journeys, or the way he takes advantage of his <laughs> Roman citizenship, you know, <laughs> which is not exactly something you would call patriotism, but it's some kind of like, hey, well, this is this is good. Like yeah. I could either be 
punished as a non-citizen or I can get out of the beating because <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm a citizen. And he's like, I'm going to go with that latter one. Uh, yeah. Or at least, mm-hmm. I don't mind. Uh, yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, and so like, uh, th- there's something something to celebrate there. Um, we're in a particular context, you know, broadly in America, but maybe IDC in particular. Uh, let's talk about what it looks like uh, to, in a sense, do patriotism well in the context of a multicultural, multinational uh, church. Mm. Um, and you can maybe throw on there too, uh, not just multiple nationalities, but multiple experiences in the same country. Not everybody's experience of being in this country has been you know, equally positive, whether that be African-Americans historically or immigrants when they can like, not everybody gets treated the same. And so when you're in a local church context, how do we, in a sense, be citizens, be patriotic, but, but do that well in a, in a kind of melting pot uh, atmosphere? What are some thoughts you guys have? Yeah, I would say just first and foremost, recognizing that the church is multinational, multi-ethnic, multicultural, recognizing that there will come a day when every nation, tongue, and tribe will worship the Lord together. Mm. And so kind of allowing this time period to be a dress rehearsal for that. Mm. And so even though we might live or um, uh, function within a particular locale, um, we understand that together we are united, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. it's not this, we're not going forward towards this like monoethnic ethnic type Mm -hmm. of approach of worship yeah that's good i think just remembering that we have more in common with someone from another country who's a son or daughter of the king yeah who's a fellow believer than we do with someone that may look like us maybe of the same political party yeah because of what christ has done and so that lens of again imago day valuing dignifying one another and the story that god has written i love when we have other people from other countries in our in our midst, because it reminds me of our global God. <laughs> yeah, God is not just God of That's the United good. States of America. He's, good. he's God of the entire world. <laughs> yeah, and so um, we have brothers and sisters, and we celebrate that, and we need to value one another and yeah. listen and hear hear from one another because we do have different experiences. Like yeah. I said at the beginning, I come from a positive right. political Christian um, experience, but that's not everybody's experience. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah. So. Uh, humility is important. <laughs> <laughs> that's good, and 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 that's gonna that's gonna shape the way we gather together as mm-hmm. well. It's gonna shape what we're gathering around. We want to make sure that the, the the that what we have in Christ in common uh, is the thing that is kind of the substance of us gathering around, and we want to minimize those things. Which I mean, I've appreciated how. I, you know, we've been stretched even over recent months about even just like linguistically mm-hmm. is to kind of rem- rem- remember this is not all about you and your mm-hmm. comfort zone and kind of, but you can learn to sing songs in Spanish that you don't sing very well, you know, that kind of thing. It's so beautiful Why? Too, yeah. yeah, it's so great. Yeah. Absolutely. But it's like this thing that's just being like thrown in, in our face as, as mm-hmm. kind of, you know, majority culture, or especially mm-hmm. linguistically kind of people is like, Hey, you haven't had to think about the fact that, mm-hmm. That's just as beautiful. Uh, whereas, obviously, our Spanish-speaking uh, brothers and sisters are kind of constantly thinking mm-hmm. about that, like, "Hey, this is this is really good." Any other thoughts you have on uh, Matt on the the idea of like uh, local church and how we can just do this well, being multicultural, multinational in a context of a, a church together? Yeah, I think also just acknowledging, like you were saying earlier, not everyone's experience is going to be the same here. But at the end of the day, recognizing that in God's sovereignty, He's mm-hmm. allowed us to live in this yep. nation and mm-hmm. to even in the midst of whatever is, whether it's been the greatest experience mm-hmm. for you or even a, a troubling experience for you in the sovereignty, we can acknowledge the blessing that it mm-hmm. is that we have this freedom, you know, mm-hmm. to worship together and to, to partner together and to uh, have community 
um, mm. because it's not so in other places. Mm-hmm. And so, and even if you're in one of those places where it's difficult, God sovereignly placed you there, you know, and you can still worship him well mm-hmm. and it's going to pull more out of you yeah. mm-hmm. um, to be faithful and perhaps even a persecuted society. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so th- I think no matter what like reason or what, what location you're in, there's always this element that God is in control and mm-hmm. remembering that. That's mm-hmm. good. That's good. And I think back to, uh, so, you know, some of those clear instructions that the, the scriptures give us is like, wherever you find yourself and you made the, the, the correct point, like, when when the New Testament authors are giving this these commands to like honor <laughs> honor the emperor or to pray for uh, the the leaders in government, like he's not pointing to like great people. He's talking talking about some pretty terrible people. So we, <laughs> wherever you find yourselves, right, mm-hmm. like we can together obey those commands, mm-hmm. even if we we're coming from different places, but we're here together in this local church. We can together uh, obey, again, talk, seek the welfare of the city, as we've talked about mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, maybe last question for for us. I want to start with you, Kimberly. Uh, uh, what? So you come from a more patriotic kind of background, <laughs> instincts, whatever, which mm-hmm. is, is super helpful. Uh, how do you interact when when you find out somebody is like not? They are they are decidedly not. Maybe even like uh, they're they're kind of down on America in some sense or whatever. How do you? But they're 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 a brother or sister. They're a saint that you have Christ in common. But their experience and maybe even their just gut reaction to being uh, to to this country is decidedly not as patriotic to you. How do you navigate that as a Christian? How can we uh, navigate that in a community of Christians who are going to have those different experiences? That's a good question. <laughs> oh goodness. Um... Man, I think first you're just loving your brother or sister where they're at. Yeah. I mean, again, going back to everybody has a story. There's always a, there's something there, you know, there's got to be something there. And so being patient there and you can't expect somebody else to have the same experience you have. And sometimes it just takes time to come to that place where they may understand you better and you may understand them better. And that is what it is. I think it's just remembering our citizenship is in heaven. Yeah. So first and foremost, the primary thing is that we are brother and sister in Christ. And there are going to be things that are just secondary, yeah. tertiary, that don't matter. Mm. At the end of the day, I mean, the Lord yeah. is sovereign. God is sovereign and it is his kingdom mm. that we are seeking. And so yeah. we want to love one another Wow, We want to be known for our love for one another. And sometimes that love is just putting your emotions yeah. and your um, passions yeah. to the side for the sake of the gospel and the sake of unity yeah. and the faith. That's good. Do you think it's, uh, I think it's like possible or like how quick would you be to assign any kind of like spiritual maturity to mm. that sense of like how patriotic somebody is? Is that something you, you, you could get there or is it something you're pretty slow to, to connect? I would probably be slower to connect that yeah. unless there was, you know, visible signs of hope, misplaced hope, yeah, that's misplaced good. love. Um, that would be more telling than your breadth or lack yeah. <laughs> of political knowledge and investment. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I would say political, but, you know, any sort of layers of or nuances of uh, what you would say is patriotic. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good. That's good. Any thoughts on along those lines? Yeah. I mean, along the same lines as what Kimberly was saying, just recognizing the, the experiences are going to be different. And then also giving grace um, mm-hmm. to people and let them grow. You know, even if my brother never comes to love the country as sure. much as I mm-hmm. do, 
as long as he obeying the laws of the land, you mm-hmm. know, I would say okay. he's still patriotic. Sure, yeah, yeah. In the, <laughs> as long as he's, sense. I think, like, I would still encourage him, hey, like, pray for our, le- our right. leaders. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say, you know, go hang the Constitution. Or sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I think in doing that and encouraging and, um, you know, just stirring one another up to holy living, I think that's one way that we can kind of bridge those gaps so and mm-hmm. kind of break down those uh, political um, divides that kind of yeah. come up. And just to further that thought, just, um, you know, we're studying the Gospel of Luke right now, and we've not long ago gone through Luke 6 talking about loving your enemies. So yeah. it may be where you just have opposing sure. um, viewpoints on something uh, to look past that, to yeah. love mm-hmm. beyond that, to love like Christ lived and loved. Yeah. Um, by his strength, yeah. which is what we need, that because that's unnatural. Yeah. But that's the priorities. We are we're called to love yeah. our enemies and love those who have different thoughts and opinions. Yeah. And so, yeah. I mean, it, going through the gospels, like looking at the disciples that Jesus chose, yep. like confronts us with that <laughs> immediately, right? You've yeah. got the zealot, uh, <laughs> and you've got the tax collector, yeah. right? So, uh, in this, Jesus calls both of these these guys to himself, and he's like, one of you is you know, raging against the Roman government uh-huh. and one of you is is serving the, the Roman government. And, but he, he kind of reorients them away from those as their primary kind mm. of r- reference markers and okay. says now that he's, he's going to become the, the mm. uh, kind of the focal point of their discipleship from now on. Right. Absolutely. When you look at Jesus, some of those other things just kind of fall by the wayside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and even the emotions that rise up and stuff mm-hmm. like that, those can be subdued when we recognize the main thing and that is our unity in Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so good. And I think that's that could be such a, one of the uh, it's a, a a small example of one of the constant challenges we have when we're talking about all of our discipleship, all of our following of Jesus, is to um, not just define following Jesus however we want, mm-hmm. uh, and that becomes particularly tricky with things that matter, things that really have real world consequence. And I think when we do start thinking about political involvement and countries and wars and all that, like those, these things have real consequences mm-hmm. in life. Um, but to not necessarily collapse those into um, this is necessarily what it looks like to follow Jesus. We have to we have to be humble and uh, careful in making sure that we don't connect too quickly any mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. any country, any party, any uh, with saying right. this is what it means to follow Jesus. Because then we can start to make following Jesus after our own image, yeah. uh, and then rather than than actually truly kind of following him in in all these different oh. uh, uh, you know from all these different places and with all these different opinions even. Yeah. Uh, and that's going to be one of the challenges I think we have as a local church too. Again, having uh-huh. A mixture of these uh, uh, perspectives is yeah. okay. It's going to push us to say, "What what does it look like to lean in that that unity that we have in the mm. gospel in Christ?" And then, all right, let's sit down and talk about your you know weird anti patriotism or something <laughs> like that, or your you know weird patriotism or whatever. But do so kind of in its proper a proper place. Yeah. yeah. Agree, guys. Yeah. Thank you so much uh, for taking the time, uh, both to uh, to think through this, uh, to model what it looks like to uh, to, to uh, follow Jesus faithfully in this area of your lives, uh, and then to uh, help equip the IDC Church family uh, with uh, what the Lord's done uh, through you guys. So appreciate the time. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, <laughs> uh, IDC family. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we hope this has been helpful. Hope it's uh, sparked some questions, uh, start sparked some good conversations uh, for you, and giving you some places even to look in the the Bible uh, to consider what it looks like to uh, to faithfully follow Jesus uh, as we do uh, kind of live in context with real governments and real countries that we have to relate to. So hope this has been helpful and we will talk to you again next week.